Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshan McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today we have a special guest. We have Annalise Shepard. She's on to talk about her book, Mending the Shattered Mirror, A Journey of Recovery from Abuse Therapy. Annalise, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, your book is about emotional abusive therapy. Can you explain how your therapist abused you? Yeah. So abusive therapy, which is something that most people have never heard of and have never actually even considered emotionally abusive therapy, usually starts with the therapist simply not keeping appropriate boundaries that seem very innocent in the beginning. And that's what happened with me. Um, after a tragedy in my life, I went to see a psychotherapist to get some support and help and healing. And she became um, just amazingly um, involved in my life, I guess I would say, and loving, which in the beginning seemed absolutely wonderful. She would give me so much support, like she would say, um, you know, why don't you call me when you get home and let me know that you're okay. And so it just started out with this, this drawing me into an inappropriately emotionally close relationship that at the time seemed just unbelievably wonderful. After about four years, um, she did something. I began to feel something was wrong in the therapy, and she did something that I, I just knew was wrong. She said something to me that I, I said, we need to talk about that. I don't think that I agree with you. And at that point, she became as cruel as she had been loving to the point of, and I tell people this only to kind of explain how bad it was, she started to abuse me verbally, spiritually. Um, She used things against me that I had told her, but it grew to the point that she actually hit me, um, physically hit me in therapy. The, The cruelty went on for a year. And I could, people just cannot understand how when you go to a therapist, you're so vulnerable and so um, needy, I guess I would say. And if the therapist starts to break boundaries and starts to be too much for the patient, um, the patient loses themselves. And that's what happened to me. Wow. The the sample chapter that I received, um, I believe it says no voice and no reality. What What chapter is that? It actually, so my book is based on a email conversation between me and a retired psychiatrist who was herself sexually abused in therapy, and she's a psychiatrist and knew what boundaries were all about, but she was groomed and abused by her psychotherapist. Um, okay. But during, so during the um, this email exchange, I tell my story as she supports me. She's a volunteer supporter, a volunteer advocate, I guess I would say, for people who have been abused in therapy. There's an international online support group, and she, I got connected with her. So, but there are times in the book where I will say, um, I want to share. I will say to her in an email, I want to share this entry from my journal to give you more information about what happened. And it's my way in the book of just allowing the audience, the reader, if you would, I guess, into the emotional 
reality of what happened. So what you read, um, what I sent to you was one of those times when I said, I want to tell you this as a story rather than just telling you what happened. So it's not really a chapter. It's just a, a part in the book, I guess I would say. Right, uh, which is phenomenal because it kept me on my toes. So is it safe to say that Julia was the therapist that you're referring to in the story? I mean, that was your therapist? Yes. Okay. Yes, Julia. Uh, of course, that's not her real name, but right, I changed, right. um, changed her name, yes. Yeah, so so by your explaining the abuse, uh, as I'm reading it, I could tell her personality trait was like sometimes she would push your buttons and then say, I'm sorry. So um, you mentioned that you were there. Were you there with her for over a year, or, or was this a five-year process? It was a five-year process. With four years of what I thought was just heaven, I thought I had found, and I explained this in the book, I lost my mother at an early age, and Julia came in and tried to replace my mother to the point of having of calling having me call her mommy. It was it was I mean I look back now and I can see how wrong it was, but I didn't know it then. What what was keeping you there? You know, I that is a question that um I have gone over so many times in my mind. Um I know it from the inside out. I the way I would describe it is that uh, during those years when Julia was being so loving and pulling me into this relationship, she, she took me to lunch every week. She did so many inappropriate things. I slowly lost all sense of myself. And I only became, my reality was only a reflection of what she thought of me and of her love for me. And she told me all the time she loved me. It wasn't my imagination. So when she turned cruel, it be, I became desperate to give, get her love back. And I felt I couldn't survive. It's like I, I, because I had become a reflection of what she saw me to be, which is why, by the way, I called my book Mending the Shattered Mirror because it was like my, my personhood became just a reflection, like she was showing me a mirror. So when she became cruel and said such awful, horrible things to me and she she made me lose my faith in God. I mean, it was, it was so many things, which I had since regained. But I was desperate to get her love back because that was the only way I felt I could be a person again. And I I didn't think I would survive not being able to regain the loving relationship with her. I did survive. But um, it's hard for people. I think in reading the book, and I bring the reader into an understanding of this in a way that my words right now could never explain because the the reader goes through all the steps of what happened with me and I think they see it. So that's the best I can do to explain it um, after the fact and and my limited understanding even though I went through it, it's like why did I do that? Why did I do that? But I just know who I was at the time and it was a pretty broken person. It seems as if and this is just me listening to the story, but it seems as if, and I'm speculating here, it seems as if you might have been trapped because you exposed a lot of secrets about yourself. Is, is that possible? Um, it's, it's definitely a part of it. Um, so one of the things that an abusing therapist does is they bring the patient into too, too much of an intimate relationship. And I will, I will just share one thing with you off. 
She shared things with me about her life, too. For instance, one day in therapy, she broke down crying. Uh, I mean, I was horrified. I was like, what, what, what? And she said, she told me that she had just found out that her husband was addicted to pornography, which was totally inappropriate for her to be telling her patients. And I comforted her. So we were too in, emotionally entangled in each other's lives, but absolutely she brought me into a relationship where I revealed, I felt safe to reveal things that it's not that I shouldn't have revealed them. It's that it was on an emotional level that I was ashamed of later. Because I think all of us hope that we can share just about anything we need to with our therapist, but not with the emotional intimacy that she drew out of me. So, right. yes, there was a lot of shame. In fact, shame keeps um, victims of this crime silent. They assume it's their fault. They they cannot give up the fact that they believe that the therapist must be good, that whatever went wrong in the therapy must be their fault. And the therapist, an abusing therapist, will promote that. They will start labeling the patient, you know, you're paranoid, you're this, you're that, you're a borderline personality disorder, and demolish the patient's ability to even believe in their own reality. So I've I've never heard about this uh, category of, of therapy, abusive therapy. And it just, it kind of blows my mind because what I was able to read, it really kept me glued in. So I can just imagine how phenomenal this book is. Um, one thing I want to ask you is, uh, what would you say to people who are experiencing this that, that feel like they're kind of trapped and they want to get out? Uh, that's a two-pronged question for me. First, I want to tell you that there, this online support group that, um, I'm connected with, they have over 40,000 people contact them a year who have had an experience of abusive therapy. So it is, nobody knows about it because the victims are silenced. It is unfortunately all too common. But what somebody needs to realize, and I actually speak now sometimes at conferences, even to therapists, to talk about this whole issue because of what I went through. But If a therapist is creating an emotional bond that is is intimate, that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, There needs to be boundaries that keep it very safe. A therapist should be warm and caring and receptive and all of that. But the very first time that my therapist said, "Um, Anneli, I love you, you know, that should have been a red flag. But I didn't know any better, and most people don't. The therapist isn't your friend. She's not your family. Um, she or he, obviously there's, this is men also. Um, although with men it's much more often sexual abuse, but, and this is strictly emotional abuse. But then there's all kinds of boundaries, like taking the um, session later, if you have an hour session, if it's going an hour and 10, an hour 15, hour 20, that's inappropriate. It, it communicates something to the, to the patient but it's confusing. What does this mean? Why is she keeping me? Um, if there's any gift giving, if there's any um, physical contact, um, I think I personally now speak against hugging in therapy. I think it's too confusing for the patient. But there's anything that brings a relationship that is not based on words and focused on the patient's 
story, the patient's feelings, the patient's needs, if it goes outside of those parameters, then you're headed down a road that is probably going to end up being abusive because it will become too much for the therapist to manage because she's creating a monster, which is a needy patient that doesn't doesn't know how to live without her anymore. Wow. Does that answer see, your question? <laughs> oh, it does. It does. And see, this is the reason I do this podcast because I'm so interested in your journey. Uh, so t- this, let's do this. Why don't we tell people where to go purchase your book and how they can get in contact with you because – I am so interested in this story, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is too. Thank you, and that's why, you know, I I would love for people to check out my book and to contact me. I actually work often now um, communicating with victims of abusive therapy who have read my book and want to know more, and I, I, it's just almost become a, a mission for me. So my book is available on Amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com, and it is Mending the Shattered Mirror, A Journey of Recovery from Abusive Therapy. It's available on Kindle, ebook, and hardback. In the front of the book, there is an email, theonnellyshepherd at yahoo.com, and I welcome contacts from readers um, or anybody. If somebody doesn't want to read my book and just wants to contact me, that I would be more than welcome to communicate with them. We're talking to Anna Lee Shepard. She's the author of Mending the Shattered Mirror, A Journey of Recovery from Abusive Therapy. Uh, Anna Lee, I want to thank you so much for coming on to WOW Podcast. It's been such an honor and a pleasure to speak to you. Um, I'm so uh, sad that you had to go through that, uh, but it seems as if you came out on the good side of things and you are writing a fantastic story and helping a lot of people. So I just want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast to share your story. Well, you are most welcome, and I thank you so much for helping me to tell my story because I am trying to bring beauty out of ashes and use what happened to me to somehow be a help in the world and to bring the truth of this abuse to comfort and heal others. And hopefully for therapists to listen to me and understand from the patient's perspective what what all of this means. So thank you so much for giving me the time to talk about it and for honoring my story. No problem.